a proactive, goal-oriented professional with extensive experience in the automation or embedded software industry with specialized projects. She has an unrelenting passion to constantly develop her skills and grow professionally. She is highly effective at engaging people across organizational functions and working through teams to achieve the shared objectives. She is passionate about learning new technologies and languages, strong presentation and communication skills, teamwork and leadership qualities, attention to details, and quick learner. Loves interacting with people and traveling. Let us learn more about Pratima Kadari's journey and her insights on open source software. Hello, hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees, and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or coaches or academicians across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. So stay tuned till the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Navin Samala, and it's my co-host, Sudhakar Naganla. So we have a cumulative 40 years of rich and diverse experience in the IT industry, and we are here on a mission to shape the lives and careers of millions across the globe. So folks, today we are going to discuss a topic, getting started with open source as a beginner. And we're pleased to have Pratima as part of TGV in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe. Pratima, welcome to TGV. Thank you, Navin sir and Sudhaka sir for inviting me to join your podcast. I'm truly honored and grateful for peeping for today's session. Looking forward to a conversation. Excellent. So Pratima, let us talk about your career. You know, you are working as a freelancer. What are the top three skills that you acquired that helped you in your professional journey? My top three skills would be on embedded C, Python, and Internet of Things. My career journey started with my specialization in embedded systems. That was my turning point for being an intern to embedded engineer and from there to a research and development engineer. And that role instantly made me more curious on developing solutions for the real-time problems. That's how I got into this field of embedded journey. And from there, I had taken a leap into my open source. So this is how I get connected with people and move forward. So embedded systems, R&D engineer, Python, solutions to real-life problems. Uh, in short span, you covered almost the breadth and uh, depth of the whole ecosystem, I would say. So, Pratima, coming back to the topic about uh, open system or open source software, how do you define an open source software? Open source software is nothing but a software, like a code which is publicly available to use or modify. So, like anyone can inspect, update or enhance the code in an open source project. It doesn't have to be a staff member or person who has been a part of that project. It, it's just a, a way to make difference and impact people around the society for better benefits. So like we have various open source projects under different kinds of licenses like MIT or Mozilla or kind of GNU or BSD kind of licenses. But I strongly feel that like small lines of code is very worth more than reading 
thousand or five hundred pages of book because that's how you get the practical exposure and uh, working in real time solutions. It helps in picking up the great practices to follow while working on coding and also noticing about how programmers who develop the real-time solutions and bring it effectively to the market. Along with that, we also have many open source projects, open source softwares available online, like especially the most prominent ones being Linux, Android, Mozilla, Chromium, or many kind of things. So it's like we don't know that those things, those kind of open source softwares exist, but we use it every single day without being aware of it. So this is a kind of a journey which is enhancing as well as enriching to make it more better, living into a better developer and a better person. That's amazing. In fact, that was a profound thought that you shared. Writing a simple line of code is much more useful than reading a whole book because it gives real-time experience. I think that's a very big key takeaway for anybody who is actually inspiring to get into the IT development side. Thank you for sharing. And you touched upon couple of examples like Mozilla, Linux, and the most popular Android, Android. right? So these are all very good uh, open source software. Now for the benefit of the audience, especially those who are from the early career experience or those who are still in their student journey, can you highlight the difference between open source and COTS, the, that is commercially off-the-shelf software? Okay, so the differences like commercial of it depends on purely on the licenses they have been invited with. So for commercially softwares, like there won't be any prominent licenses. They will be having a certain features like which are, which keeps in effective of the things like we, we don't have to, we don't need external involvement of any contributors or any persons who wants to get involved or get get into the practices of the open source software. So, so that's completely an it's a private domain. It's a private journey and it's confined to one space. Like only the persons who are part of that particular project can work on it. But open source is applicable for everywhere. Anywhere from around the world can work on these those kind of projects and get involved. And they also can get better using the experiences and real-time coding practices they get to know through indulging in those kind of projects. Great. So when it comes to these commercial licenses, these are not permanent and that is something developed in-house by the company that is selling the software. Whereas open source, anybody around the world who are really passionate to make a difference, they can contribute. Very well summarized. Let me bring you another question. In case if I'm interested to contribute to open source, okay, first of all, there is a question like, why should I contribute to open source? How does it help me? So it's like, any project or any software, it's not a, a single person job. It's like many people get involved, many people get into the, get into the exposure, they develop more, more features and upgradations to make it in better versions in upcoming futures. It's not like just a one coded person jobs and one coded project that it, it's once it's done, it's up into the market and it's all closed. So it's like a constant obligation. It's like a never-ending journey which which makes people's life more easier to the objects, to the projects or softwares. So thing that I would prefer it's, it's like gaining a superpower to be involved and impact many lives. And along with being a person who creates this kind of impact, it also makes you become a better developer. You can be a good mentor. You can gain leadership and the team players qualifications along with that we also being an open source coder and what i have what i have gained to this kind of software is the more you improve 
the more you adding some more kind of frameworks or libraries to that particular projects, you get better with your documentation or fixing bugs. You can add up your own features. It's like playing with your code instincts and the practical knowledge you gain through involving in those kind of tools and everything. So that's like it makes you stand out of the crowd and also get more beneficial in the to and fro manner. It's not like the one person beneficial kind of thing. A person who uses it gets benefited. A person who gives it gets benefited. It's like a complete life cycle. And also along with that, we, there is an opportunity to make various developers who I mean who collaborating for the for work for work experience or getting the projects done in a more standable fashion. And completely like it's not a one person job, but it's it's like a community is totally involved in making things better and making projects shine and also at the same time make adding a difference to others in the particular domain or in that particular field according to the categories. So Pratima, that is a great summary. You know, you talked about the perspectives from both the sides. So from the developer standpoint, you talked about the advantages of uh, working with new frameworks contributing to the new libraries. The other key point that you talked about is documentation because you would need to rely heavily on documentation because if you are working from two different parts of the world, you never talk to each other. You know, the document is something that you would depend heavily on. That is from the developer standpoint. And from the consumer standpoint, you know, it is not a single person job and takes an army to build something that is robust, right? And you talked about the more features to be developed, the constant evolution, amazing. So now you convinced me that I should contribute to open source. But the next question is, what are the prerequisites before I start contributing? What are the skills that I, as a contributor, should have so that I can consume and also I can contribute? Okay, so any open source contribution, the first main priority thing is you need to read or write a code. That's how you can get involved into the development factor. So you can start with uh, uh, any kind of programming language you're comfortable with. And later you can update your skills more according to the project requirements or whatever is needed. It's not like just a programming kind of thing, but it can also help people with documentation and translation, which doesn't require any programming, but provide a good version of how a project can be developed. It's like to be like a outline or workflow kind of steps where you know how to involve in a particular open source project. And the main important thing along with the programming language or knowing the coding concepts is we have to be familiarized with version control systems. That's where the larger projects comes into the domain. It's like saving all the changes in one particular place so that you can look back later. Or you can release up to, I mean, you can release or add up your new upgradations or features to be produced into the market. Along with that, it's like a, we have GitHub. It's like a complete pending kind of future. It, it involves more commercial and non-commercial projects. And Git is like a version control system. And GitHub is a, is a platform which uses the version control systems to get things work in place and make it more hostedly and in a manner that it's effectively used by the public to add up their contributions. And not only that, it, it's like a basic kind of tools like GitHub and programming. So these two are the main prerequisites to get into the open source contribution. It's not like purely into coding, but also to getting into the document practices and also getting involved as a contributor to the version, version kind of 
projects. So the key two aspects that I could take away is one is ensure that the version control is proper and save the changes into one place so that you know it becomes easier for you to follow the changes that you made. Second, because the same contribution will be utilized and modified by other people as well, the documentation should always be current and accurate to what are the changes that you made. Amazing. So now you convinced me that I should contribute. Yes. Now let us get into the next step. How to get indulged in these contributions into open source community? The main platform to get indulged into open source contribution, I would mostly prefer GitHub. Through GitHub, you can involve in various number of projects unless it's made public. So all of the projects that are made public accepts contributions and whatever it is, it's a good way to start your open source journey. And along with that, you can that there's a place like you can you can look into the GitHub, you can put up your projects, you can open source your very own projects that not only adds your value to your project, but also help, uh, helps other developers to collaborate and come across across your projects and to be familiarized with the projects you have been built across the world. And other than that, it's not like not many people as a beginner are not familiar with kind of GitHub. GitHub. It's kind of a new term for the persons to get involved. I'm bringing up their very own open source projects. It's kind of daunting and difficult to put it across. So. Along with that, it's like a, to begin with a journey, you can start by contributing to small issues. You can find the beginner friendly issues. There are many various websites or sources. You can get to know all about all the beginner friendly issues of the existing projects that are being hosted on GitHub. Like you can use 24 pull requests up for grabs, October first, first timers only, your first PR, code triage, and many more alternatives. Along with that, you also have a beginner friendly kind of labels to be used so that you can know the kind of beginner friendly issues that are available on GitHub. Like you can use good fast issues or first timers or kind of thing. And the main problem here is the how to know that you are contributing to an open source project. It's like you can find up a project or organization that you're interestingly that are looking forward to looking forward for the contributions. Along with that, you can go to the documentation and see if they're accepting the first timer issues or if they're if they're looking forward for contributions. Because the more active the repository is, the more likely it is to accept their contributions. It's not like you just put up your contribution and your efforts shouldn't go wasted. It's like a mutual journey. Along with that, there are many communities that are being followed up to complete their open source projects. They have been hosting the various communities across the Discord or Slack kind of domains so that people get introduced into this kind of GitHub journey and also gain help from others. It's like a community where people come in and help each other in knowing what kind of contributions one can prefer based on the tech stacks they belong to. It's, not, it's like once you get to the complete workflow of all how the contributions have been produced. You can also get involved into various open source programs. You can join in various open source programs and get familiarized with more real time topics or the projects you can work extensively with. So that's like it's like a journey completely from finding the most beginner friendly issues to getting involved in open source programs from there to getting into the more realistic projects or the firm based company organization open source projects. That's like, a, yeah, you have to start small from somewhere or the other. Starting small is always best. 
it's not like you don't know have to disappoint or degrade yourself like if you haven't i mean have you haven't have any familiarity knowledge on programming language it can start some documentation as well so that's completely a never ending process so that's how you evolve yourself how to how you get better and how you uh, like how you get in i mean impressed by the open source project i mean how how satisfied or how morality you feel of the contributions you provide to the other open source projects i or the open source organizations it's like getting better it's like showing your own identity and reflecting it on other projects so it's like you have all this you have your name always tagged on other projects you have brought in a lot of interesting perspectives first of all using github people can engage in public programs and for those who are starting afresh or starting now there are certain options wherein they can start as a small beginner start by solving some beginner friendly issues and all and you have mentioned couple of tags so for the benefit of our audience we will share all the references like github as well as the tags that to be used in fact you can right away refer to the show notes and uh, make the best use of suggestions provided by pratima so pratima now you have touched upon why somebody should contribute to open source and what are various platforms that are available and how to get involved can you also shed some light around what are the open source programs somebody can get into yeah there are many open source projects that one can programs one can participate in like google summer of code mlh fellowship outreach girl they give summer of code hacktober fest uh, let's grow more they will say there are many lots of programs like currently the open source is trending like there are lots of programs you can get involved in just to have to make sure that you stay alerted with your notifications you can join in for that you can join in some communities where you get provide information of particular open source programs or kind of contests that are being eligible i mean that are being available for you to get enrolled so that you get more information and get stay updated to the, those kind of programs so it's like how active you are being in getting involved and how enthusiastic you are being in following up all these kind of things so it's like a easy journey yeah it's like it, how easy you make it for yourself so pratima this has been a fantastic conversation with lot of insights and lot of actions okay which somebody can take in fact it has been one of the most beneficial episodes i would say and uh, probably let's add some spice to this episode by asking you a few interesting rapid fire questions so wherein you can answer to me very crisply probably in two to three words or maximum one phrase in case if you are ready let's get started are you okay, okay. yeah i'm ready perfect so let me fire the first bullet out of the rapid fire what is your favorite failure pratima my favorite failure is driving driving tops the list so that's my favorite failure i'm looking to overcome it and drive some drive up some day so yeah that's main criteria like wish you all the best and in fact yeah. if you can learn to drive in hyderabad on hyderabad roads you can drive anywhere it's in the world that's kind of tough yeah but i i manage it <laughs> i will try to overcome it wish you all the best Yeah, thank you. All right. So moving on to my next question out of rapid fire. What, according to you, was the worst invention of the last fifty years? Deepfaking, like it's like a software where you print one person face over another. It's like making someone look like someone who isn't he, who isn't he was. So it's like it brings a hell lot of pain to society. So that's the most worst invention and the most scariest thing for persons to get. into lots of trouble in future generations so that's the worst invention that's quite interesting i'm going to do a further research on that let me move on to the next question 
how do you describe yourself in just two words my two words would be optimistic and easy going absolutely yeah i know i've been following you for quite a long time on linkedin and all i i really appreciate all the efforts that you are putting in for the benefit of the larger community out there and i see that optimism <laughs> aspect very much in you keep going yeah thank you all right so moving on to my next question uh, if a movie is planned about you what would be the genre and the title movie is planned about me it could be something related to traveling like a journey say like moving on with a slow traveling just exploring countries going to various horizons and everything so it's completely related to travel so that's something which i love doing it which i love most like it's like being myself being what i am where i'm not judged and everywhere so yeah that's my comfort zone and what is the title of that movie <laughs> title that could be something like going round the clock or something that which never like, like lost in maps <laughs> i love that lost in maps in fact <laughs> wonderful so let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire okay if you are given unlimited budget and unlimited resources what product would you develop main need of the resource currently is main government issue which is being prevalent around across all the world is the hunger so i would like to develop a project that solves world hunger like most people whatever they do right or wrong it's only to fill up their tummy or to survive so that's the main government issue i would be looking for work on especially if i have got unlimited budget or resources so that's kind of big thing such a noble thought in fact i i have to really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart very noble thought and i wish you are given unlimited budget and resources yeah. and let us fulfill that particular thing yeah okay. hopefully wonderful so that was an amazing rapid fire round pratima it has been fantastic and thank you for being yourself and sharing those thoughts so candidly with that let me transition the session back to sudhakar for the mainstream thank you navin and pratima amazing answers from noble cause of solving the hunger to learning the driving to lost in the maps i think we should register this movie name on our name you never know you know navin one day we you know tgv can sponsor this movie and uh, with uh, pratima's uh, biography sure i would love to join in for that i'm always in for travel yeah so pratima this has been an amazing conversation one final question for this session okay. what would be your one piece of suggestion for those who want to contribute and who want to learn more from open source beginner standpoint what will be your one piece first thing is or uh, it all comes from within themselves we have to be your own so you have to take your initiative you have to take your lead you have to evaluate yourself like how far you have been gone through and how far your journey is going to show some curiosity to learn communicate clearly set up your some goals like small time goals which gives a uh, inbuilt satisfaction that you have achieved some goal you have been moved into a next phase and the work should speak for you be slow but show your credibility and approach with real time solutions so that it's beneficial for everyone around the society show your credibility have smaller goals show the progress and communicate clearly amazing pratima i'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this conversation especially for those who are in the early stages of their career or final stages of their academics 
I'm sure this conversation is going to be beneficial to full extent and each bit of this conversation is going to benefit them in their long-term goal. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is indeed great to have this conversation with you on open source software, but life at large. Really appreciate you taking time for us, Prathima. Thank you so thank, much. Thank you for having me and waiting at least for a one week kind of schedule. So you had to wait long. So glad that we could finish this session together. So I'm happy to be joining in and taking part in this podcast. Thank you for this opportunity. All right. It was a pleasure hosting you. And thank you so much once again for being part of TGV's journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So with that being said, let's move on to the trivia segment of today's episode. And folks, today's trivia is about video games. Do you know surgeons who grew up playing video games make 37% fewer mistakes? And what is the reason? Because their fingers are very active, pressing the D-pod or the joystick or whatever the device that they use to play the games. And same is the case with those surgeons who eat food with their fingers directly without using fork and spoons. And in fact, there was a study done at a management university to understand why surgeons based out of India are so precisely working on surgeries with minimal to zero mistakes. Interesting, isn't it? 